And by the way, I checked out your mixtape, and it's great. I know, it's fire, right? <laughs> but, uh... Get to the point. Point being... We're gonna work down it. We take what we want and leave the rest. All culminating in me releasing my summer playlist. Great compilation tape. You could tell a lot about a person by what's on their playlist. So, what are you listening to? Uh, music. But tell me, do you enjoy music? What kind of music do you usually have here? There's a genre. Neutral. So, do you like stuff? Hey, this is Ducky here to welcome you to Genre Neutral, the only podcast dedicated to prospecting gems from the vast and mystical frontier we call music. From Brooklyn bass to Afro punk, we absorb sound and reverberate only the dopest. Back to you, the listener. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the genres. Funky man Anton and I were lucky enough to chat with the great Sunspot Jones before he went off to celebrate his upcoming projects. Hey, Sunspot, how's it going? <laughs> Can you hear me? There yeah, we there go. We <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? God damn. This is God damn. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. I was trying to do it on my computer. The computer wasn't working. So, you know, this is my, this is my second Zoom I've ever done. Holy cow. So I, well, I'm used to FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. good with it, man? We're chilling, man. We're enjoying the day. We're stoked to be connecting with you. It's awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Was yeah. I supposed to do it this way or was I... And I'm excited to hook up with y'all too. I was supposed to do audio. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. So yeah, thanks again for joining us. My name is Ducky. This is my brother Anton. We're from Seattle. Anton and Ducky. Yeah. Yeah, Ducky. Pretty and pink, Ducky. Exactly. You nailed it. Okay. Okay. I know my old '80s movies. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. So what's good with it? Well, yeah, we started this uh, podcast in Seattle because we're just big fans of music and we're interviewing some of our, you know, biggest uh, favorite artists. So, yeah. So so what was the questions? What was up? Oh, yeah. Well, 10 minutes before I need to go get completely obliterated because it's New Year's Eve again tonight. Nice. <laughs> well, um, I always like to get started with what are you listening to today? Man, I'm listening to a lot of stuff. You know, when it comes to, like, I, I actually watched the CMAs last night. I, I cannot believe it. I, I watched the fucking CMAs. So, I'm a fan of anything that's dope. You know what I'm saying? I don't really like, break it down to just one thing. Like, even in Pretty in Pink, like, we were just talking about Ducky and Nell shit. I know a gang of those uh, those songs in that movie. Like, that you, that you. I mean, I'm a fan of music so if it hit and i like the little little swang twang of it i'm, I'm with it so you know um, love it but like just in like names you know i can name off everything that's on the radio time i listen to the radio as well you know the baby uh you know little baby uh you know uh, i listen to a lot of rock too you know what i'm saying old school rock and shit and uh i listen to like i'll, I'll bump some al Jarreau on that ass right now Ooh, now you're talking. I like that. Hey, Smooth. Hey, hey. Yeah. I'm shit for it. So. Well, yeah, I, I believe you must like some rock. That, that's oh. the crib record collection right there. Nice. nice. Holy cow. 
I mean, yeah, it's awesome you say that because one of my favorite songs and how I found you was the song She with Micah Nine and you sample, yeah. what is it, Stevie Fleetwood Nicks Mac. or Fleetwood Mac Dreams? Man, the, my, I grew up with yeah. Fleetwood Mac with my mom and like, that's how I was like, man, this song hits. Like, yeah, You know, it's funny too, when I first made that beat, like, so Micah Nine came over my house one day and he's like, oh, we're gonna do some songs next week. You know, sometimes we'll like, you know, lay some tracks down on like, you know, just the fluke and it was the fluke and I was like, oh shit, you know, I want to make a beat that, you know, will probably fit this because he's so abstract and he's an amazing, amazing artist. For sure. Um, I was like, I want to make this track specifically for this. And I made this track and I was for sure this track was going to be the song. And and I was like, well, you know, I still got like 20 minutes before he shows up. Let me just keep, you know, digging through the crate. And then I found this, um, that song, the Fleetwood Mac song. And, you know, I'm not really... A big Fleetwood Mac song. I'm not a Fleetwood Mac fan until I wasn't until like you know I came across this album, Rumors and stuff, and um, I heard this and I was like, oh well, let me just loop this and, and like put some beat. Let's see, you know, maybe this be a backup beat if he doesn't like this, but he's gonna definitely like this track I made. Came over, <laughs> rolled up a blunt, smoked it, played the beat. We did a song to it, and the song was boo boo. I was like, this is like not. <laughs> what I expected to happen. It wasn't because of him as much as it was just, it didn't lead us to like a, a song that I felt like would be premiere that we did. And I was like, well, you know, I got this other track I did, you know, and you know, I sampled Fleetwood Mac, you know, maybe we could fuck with that. And when I played that and he was like, oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then I made the song, we made the song in my living room. And um, I really didn't think much of it, you know, until like, because still like you know as a producer you make a beat it's not like the vocalist as much as you're thinking about the snare the hi-hat or, or the bass something like there's something fucked up yeah. with it, right so i'm like this beat is just fucked up it's cool <laughs> we did these two songs but these songs are gonna suck right and it ended up being on my back in black album like the yep. she song because i was like let me just like fill out the album with some you know i want to have guest appearances from the homie and that song just blew up it was like that was like one of the biggest songs I've ever produced, even to this day. And it trips me out because it was a throwaway song. It was a throwaway beat. Wow. I was just like, and most, and it's funny too, because most of the songs I made that have actually been big for me, like, you know, Purple Kush or Dirty Faces, these are songs I was going to throw away. Like, I literally was like, I hate this fucking song. I made the beat. Or at Purple Kush, my boy Kush, my boy Freddie made the beat. But I, I, I was like, I did the song, and I was like, fuck this song. And like the girl <laughs> I was going out with would like be like, you know, I'm gonna break up with you if you don't really fucking do this song and put it out. And I'm like, really? And then you know, it changed my whole career. You know, I'm, I'm the worst critic of my own shit because I'm always just talking about this. You know, to my friend, I was like, I aspire so high that you know. Even if I make something good, it's fucking terrible. And I'm like, next. Next. Well, next. I'm glad you didn't throw away Dirty Faces because Angels with Dirty Faces, that album was my introduction to you. And it, yeah, I was sold immediately. And it was great. One of my like skateboard friends made a visit down to LA, was visiting all the skate parks. And he came back with your album on like a burnt CD with hella graffiti. And it just said Angels with Dirty Faces. And he said, you gotta bump this shit. And I was like, all right. And I threw it in and immediately four songs in, I was sold. Dirty Faces, Egos, Loose Cannon. You're fire, man, you're fire. Well, I appreciate that, man. Cause like, you know, 
I'm the toughest critic on myself. So like, it's just good to know that people do listen in a different way. Yes, definitely. Well, who first inspired you to get into music and rap? Well, my mom did because uh, she gave me, well, she gave me the first introduction uh, of a lot of music that, you know, I, as a kid, you're not really caring about music as much. You're just caring about going outside, playing, and doing you know, I'd be on punishment and my mom would be bumping shit in the house. And I'd like, really? It's like the time I usually would be outside playing and shit, but I'm on punishment in the house in my room and I'm hearing these songs. So I'm like, you know, this shit is ill. Like, you know, even if like from compunction to like, you know, um, one in a million, you like hella crazy, just different shit that like, I wouldn't think I would like, and I did, you know, and then I grew up a little bit older and I'm like, I'm also like, I grew up in a lot of foster homes and oh. in foster homes, you know, my foster brothers and foster sisters, you know, they were playing music that I completed. I completely hated. I was like, I hate this music. And like third or fourth play into it, I'm like, this shit is the, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, you know, this is how I got, you know, upped on Depeche Mode. This is how oh, I got nice. upped on The Cure. This is how I got upped on like shit that I would never listen to coming from East Oakland. A lot of a lot of influences came from a lot of people on the smell on the road. My mom was the first one that really just upped me on some shit that you know, I didn't I wasn't up on. Great answer. He bumped the Eka Mouse. I didn't know about Eka Mouse. Ooh, yes. Like I was like, damn, I was you know talking about soul. I was sold after that. Oh yeah. That's one funky ass reggae dude. Well, is there anything outside of music that inspired you? Well, you know, I'm a filmmaker as well. I'm a poet. And, like, you know, I have a film that I made a couple of years ago that's actually out on Amazon. It's called She's Got a Plan. Um, there's oh. a lot of people in it, you know, from Janelle. I'm Jeanette. Um, I was about to say Janelle. I'm gonna... <laughs> a lot of, I don't want to say all of you. I don't want to just even just drop the names. It'd just be cool if I just checked it out. But um, Definitely. I've always been into writing and writing is first, you know, music might be second, you know, um, poetry, film, plays. These are things that like Lorraine Hansberry was the first you know, playwright that I was really into and uh, August Wilson. And like, you know, I just kind of grew from those things like to also include music, but I do them all as well. I mean, like I did my first demo I went to college in Hawaii. I did my first demo in Maui, but right before that, I wrote my first play, and that's why I was going Whoa. to Oahu. And so, like you know, just writing period for me is just always like I said. I was, you spent a lot of time in foster homes as a you know a youth runaway. So like I found, I found safety in imagination, and like you know, I found a lot of safety in like imagination and drawing, writing, and just getting it out in a different way where I didn't yeah. have to be there presently. Nice. Wow. This is a very good perspective. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So that's why I have a lot of different things coming out. You know, I have a children's book coming out. I have um, a couple children's books coming out. A couple of adult comedy books coming out. I got these albums coming out. I got, you know, hopefully a couple more movies, you know, that I can, I've shot, but I hope I can get them out. You know, that's just what I do. Dream science, you know, just creating just things to kind of leave you to another lead you to another place nice yeah i saw today you have an album coming out like towards the end of this month right cruel summer i think yeah. right i dropped the video this weekend oakland Ooh. Right. nice yeah. well i'm definitely excited for that so yeah i'm sure 
Did you shoot that as well yourself or? Yeah, I shot it. Well, I shot it with a, a friend, my friend Adam Bourne Bennett, amazing cinematographer. Um, we actually shot five videos at once. And this is at the end of August. And like I said, I aspire big, you know, to keep it going. But um, I have a new album with A Plus from Hieroglyphic, Stoning Hawk. And I yeah. also have a, a new album with this guy named Pete, Peter Wonder out of Berkeley called FN Starship. So I got a couple of videos that, you know, we shot and just get ready just for everything as it drops in. I'm trying to prepare for that big Mystic Journeyman album that I want to make happen towards the end of the year. Oh, please make this happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please. Yeah, so a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I like it. Well, um, have you had, have you noticed that you have more time to focus on these projects because of sort of this pandemic or what's going on? Or are you just a really driven man that loves lots of I projects? Mean, Honestly, if you see anything in my catalog, I'm pretty much psychotic. I have so many different things I've dropped. I have like 13 solo albums. I have oh, yeah. Group albums just for Missing Journeyman and Living Life. It just continues on. So it's not like the pandemic helped as much at first, too, because, you know, it's kind of why I made my shit cool summer, too. I mean, the summer I had as a kid where everything didn't have a, a future, kind of, you know. Um, I'm, but I'm trying to be like, fuck the present. You know, the future's brighter. You know, I'm on that page. <laughs> but, um, yeah basically that all right cool but it's not the pandemic didn't really help as much as it kind of stifled the whole feeling like you know oh this is all gonna go somewhere and then after all the crying and whining you have you know, you're like fuck that no, okay, get some shit, yeah jump back in first body, cruel summer and you know, that's dropping this movie. yeah well i can get after i after hearing all this i'm stoked for the rest of this year so thanks. Got to get stuff coming. Right on. Well, speaking of upcoming projects or upcoming artists, is there any up and coming artists you could recommend to us that you're working with or I mean, just in general? I'm always going to say people on my crew are the best, probably some of the best MCs that I've ever come across. You know, um, Grass and Eli, I know, are working on a new album. I know my brother Aesop's working on a new album. Versus. He's dropping an album as he's dropping an album. You're my, <laughs> myself. And, you know, you know there's uh, also uh, Pigeon John, who's out of LA. He has a new album that's about to drop. He's actually dropping. Um, and he did one with AWOL. Like, I, I really kind of keep it to the people that have been, the people, like, I have a thing that said, I don't really trust the people I starved with. You know, that's my whole thing. And, like, you know, the people I starved with, these are the people I look for their music because I know it's authentic and genuine. You know? Heck yeah. He's got new stuff, you know. Uh, it's just these are the people that make me feel happy to keep doing, you know, my music. You know, Mike Emo, the MC, um, A Plus has a new thing with the architect, Black Switzerland. You know, there's a lot of good, good stuff coming. Nice. Well, I love hearing that you like keep it in the fam and, you know, yes. support yes. and, you know, yes. ride or die. Yes, man. These are the people, they're my ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? They keep my ecosystem. Ooh. Nice. I mean, I just wanted to toss it out there like Pigeon John. Six o'clock out of, out of Colorado, too. Sorry. But what'd you say? Oh, I just wanted to, to toss it out there. Pigeon John is like one of my all time favorite rappers as far as ins inspirational. And like, I got like maybe like 10 pictures on my Instagram, but one of them's with him. I think he's a great, yeah. great, he's great amazing, guy. He's an amazing, amazing. He goes beyond hip hop. Like he's actually inspirational. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, his messages, like when I was younger, just really, really inspirational for sure. Yes, yes, yes. I'm about to bump some of that. When I cry, I feel so good. I'm about to cry. I'm about to bump that right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I'm a fan. As much as like 
you see me doing stuff, the only reason I can do this is because I'm inspired by people. I'm a big fan. I'm a big, big fan. You know, and all the groups I even said earlier, you know, I'm a big fan. Even Depeche Mode, even like the weird shit where I learned electronically how you can make a beat in a different way. You know, I'm a big, big fan. You know what I'm saying? And this is the only way I can allow, I can allow this inspiration that I feel to be real for me that I put my whole life into it. I put almost 30 years into this, you know. For sure. We've been listening for 20 years, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And nothing us? Yes, 30, yeah. almost 30, yeah. So, anyway. Fantastic. Well, being that you brought up all these living legends of yours, how did you guys all meet, first off? Like, I've been curious about that for years. Oh, yeah, we we met because uh, me and um, Lucky were friends through uh, some uh, these two girls that knew each other, and then basically he moved up and lived in my house, kind of hiding in my house with my friend. He was there. We're gonna like kind of just make a group out of nothing, and you know, we just kind of all of us just kind of serendipitously just kind of met. You know, met Grouch through one of our going away parties when we were going to Europe, and he said we could stay at his house. And next, you know, we're living in his house. Then we met Eli. Eli was actually friends with someone that I was friends with in high school. And Mars lived on the same street as him. It was just really serendipitous. Yeah. I have no power on it. I mean, this is all God's work. You know, what I mean, in a way, because. You know, I'm lucky enough to just be able to express myself, but I, I have no say on if I succeed or not. I have no say on, you know, who is going to, like, be family or who I'm going to love. You know, it just is what it becomes, and you know, I was lucky enough for it to become exactly what it needs to be. Nice. But I'm going to get you one more, then I got to go get drunk and, and get high because, like, I'm celebrating this album dropping, and, like, you know, I, I got, like, whoo! I got some big, big drinking to do. <laughs> um, well, uh, then I guess let's go with, could you have ever imagined your life without hip hop? I imagined myself as a poet first. I always did poetry first. I did oratorical, I did trauma. I was a, a punk ass thespian because I don't like thespians at all. They're the fakest people in the world. But in, in high school, I was part of the drama club and like, you know, did I imagine myself without hip hop? I just never imagined myself without music of some sort. I didn't know if it was gonna be hip hop. I didn't know what it was gonna be. I didn't know if it was gonna be poetry because I was really strong in the slam poetry thing in the beginning. And like, that really touched my heart the most. That's why when you hear all the Mystic Journeyman shit in the beginning, you're like, is this rapping or is he doing spoken word or is he just screaming at me? Like, what's going on? And it's because that's really my basic foundation. A lot of my shit, you know, they'd be like, oh, you're self-deprecating in some songs because you're talking about your life. And I'm like, no, I'm, as a poet, I owe it to myself to express myself within that college world and be honest with myself first. So, you know, I never imagined not being honest with myself. And I didn't know how it was going to come out because, like I said, imagination was my safety. Imagination was the way I made it out. Like, I, I slept in, in woods. I slept on the tarps i slept in abandoned cars as a kid like i didn't know if i was gonna live and the only way i found found out that i was okay with myself was the day i chose to pick imagination to be my my co-writer in life and actually you know actually feel safe and so like you know do i ever feel hip-hop was not i mean when it comes to hip-hop especially it's, it's about free speech so that's why poetry worked in it and i just never thought that 
I wasn't going to be okay with what I believed, so poetry helped me okay by reading it. Music helped me by expressing it. Hip-hop helped me by going and getting on stage and being ferocious. You know, you can see it in my eyes and being serious about what I felt, like, you know, almost possessed at times in the show, you know, but uh, these are all the elements that helped me be okay with life. So, you know, I could never imagine my life without art. That's probably the point. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I think uh, a lot of good things are coming up. And if, you know, you guys are really up for it, um, I think we'll be talking again soon. Awesome. That would be even better. Fantastic. Take your time, Sunspot. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. You too. That's it for this episode of Genre Neutral, the only podcast that prospects the depths of sound and artistry for dope gems that inspire. Connecting you with new cultures, fresh music, and the most hyphy perspectives on life. I'm your host as always, Duckman. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Be sure to check out Genre Neutral on all social platforms.